Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. supernatural miracle when we realize that all of our help because in our humanity we sometimes think that we are capable of doing things without the Lord and sometimes we even get a little braggadocious about it and I did this and I did that oh but once you get the theology straight and you understand that all of our help all of our help comes from the Lord then you begin to praise and worship God differently because you realize there is nothing nothing nothing, nothing that we can accomplish without the Lord. So I, I think it's only fair to have a Holy Ghost moment when we acknowledge that all of our help comes from the Lord. Can I get a witness? All, all of my help, all of my help. All of my help. All of my help. Oh, I'm so glad that I understand all of my help comes from the Lord. Oh, God, without you, life would be impossible. But because you are a faithful God, we can count on your presence, your power, your provisions, oh God. So Lord, in the midst of all of our storms of life, thank you for letting us know that you are still God. You are still parting the Red Sea. You are still destroying our enemies. You are still watching over us, oh God. 
So we praise your holy name. And we acknowledge, oh God, that we are nothing without you. And we bless your name for every blessing, every provision that you have made. We thank you for clothing this sanctuary, oh God, with your presence. And we thank you for being the God of heaven and earth and the God of Pleasant Grove. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness to this church and what you have done for 156 years, oh God. We bless your holy name. There's nobody like you. And I pray right now, dear God, that somebody under the sound of my voice who does not know that all of their help comes from you, that you will speak to them with your gentle voice and let them know that you are present, oh God. We give you all praise and honor and glory. And we pray that this preaching moment will glorify your name. And I ask you, oh God, for a fresh anointing. And I ask, oh God, that you will be glorified in everything that we do and say. We bind the enemy in the name of Jesus and declare that we shall worship you in spirit and in truth. And all of God's people said amen. 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 Oh, my God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Oh, my God, my God, my God. It's what I do. Mm, thank you, God. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, God. Praise. 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 The sanctuary is still on fire. Because we experienced a supernatural blessing of God in this sanctuary on Friday night and all day Saturday. And the fire has not gone out yet. Nor will it ever go out. Because God has taken us to a new level. And there's a movement afoot and God is at hand. So if you don't understand, you better come and check it out. Because God is doing a new thing. God is getting rid of all the dry bones. And God is bringing new life into the church right now. God is saying, I don't need your leftovers. I have some other people who will love me. I am. God is saying, don't give me your leftovers. I am God. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. God is speaking. Come on, y'all. Here's what I do. God 
a stranger. I needed clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you. He will reply, I tell you the truth. There's that truth word again. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. And I call this sermon, What's Love Got to Do With It? For a couple of reasons. We've been talking about love for a few weeks now. And I want to wrap up this series on love by making it clear that love can only be generated by God, real love. And then I heard about Tina Turner. You know, her name was Anna May. Anna Mae Bullock, I tried to get me a Tina Turner wig, but I was, I was over here at the church all weekend, and I was looking around to see if that was one I could borrow. <laughs> I had the right outfit, Brett, but I didn't have the wig, so I figured I just, I'll just go be myself. You ever had a wild imagination, and you said, you know, I could do that, you know, hey, I could do that, no rhythm, but I could do that, you know? Anna Mae Bullock, at the age of 18, she began singing with Ike Turner's band as a backup singer. <laughs> and in the early days of her career and life with Ike were dramatized in a smash hit movie by starring Angela Bassett called What's Love Got to Do With It? Anna Mae was abused, beaten, criticized, demonized, insulted, disrespected, and used all in the name of love. But one day, Judge Julie, Anna Mae finally asked, what's love got to do with it? And what she teaches us is that sometimes we use love inappropriately, and we cover it up with stuff that's not love at all. How can somebody love you and give you black eyes? How can somebody love you and beat you up? How, how can somebody love you and, and, and commit adultery on you or what, people you even know at times? How, how can somebody love you and never come home, Avis? How can somebody love you and never listen to you or never hear you or take care of your needs? And, and then uh, Anna Jean, uh, Anna Mae rather, raised the question, who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? And as I read the lyrics to this song, I realized that she had blessed us because she had helped us to see that Ike was using the term love, but the way that he treated her had nothing to do with love at all. And you see, if you don't understand love from God's perspective, you will accept anything. And there are many of us right here who are being told that we are loved. But if you really take a deep look at what's going on, it's not love, but it's abuse used in the name of love. How can you love me and starve me to death? 
How can you love me and never affirm me? How can you love me and never do anything to lift my spirits? How can you love me when everything you do is all about you? And Jesus answers this question in Matthew in chapter 25. When you take a look at this parable, Jesus is really teaching his closing argument about love. And as you know that Jesus is on his way to Calvary, if you take a look at the gospel. But on his way, saying he's preaching and teaching about love. We started by raising the question, remember, have you ever been in love? One of the things I realized is that it's a major blessing to be in love, but it's also a real bonus if you can love and be in love at the same time. Hallelujah. What did Jesus teach us about love? Jesus said that no greater love can be expressed than a willingness to lay down your life for another person. And this is exactly what Jesus did in showing the greatest gift of self-sacrifice through the cross. Jesus gave us the example of what love looks like. In the second sermon, if you love me, Jesus said these words, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will love your neighbor as you love yourself. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. How can you keep what you don't know? It always raises a question in my mind. How can you follow the Lord when you don't know what the Lord said? Because you're not in the Lord's word. And Jesus is saying is that if you love me, you will be obedient and yield to my will. There were also five love languages, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. And then we moved on to God loves you. Do you love God? It's a personal question because sometimes what we offer as love is nothing but emptiness in the midst of all of our busyness. And sometimes we don't realize that the offering that we're giving to God is not love at all. It's a reject that somebody else did not want. In Romans 5 eight, the Apostle Paul uses strong words to describe those who love God and for whom Christ died. Three of the words express the deficiencies of human beings. We are without strength. We are ungodly and we are sinners. I did not make that up. It's in the word of God. That we are without strength, ungodly, and any sinners in the house? Anybody in here weak, without strength? Anybody in here having some ungodly thoughts probably right now? Anybody here hearing voices in your head that you should not be hearing? You see, love comes from God. And where there is no relationship with God, there is no love. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care what you dress in. I don't care about the poetry you read. I don't care about where you go out to dinner. I don't care what drive, car you drive. I don't care how you dress it up. Without God, there is no love. Because human beings are incapable of love. And the only way that we can love is that we have to be vested in a relationship with Almighty God. And it's time for us to stop being so busy that we don't have time to understand what love looks like. 
And then we talked about the four fragrances of love, the eros, storage, phila, and agape love. And we talked about the differences in those. I know what, last week, that God loves me, but what else? What else is what? I have to listen to God. I must obey God. And I must what? Oh, you didn't get it, did you? Number one, you have to do what? Listen. You have to obey. And you have to trust in order to experience God. And today, here we are asking, what does love look like? And one of the questions I raise is, what is the efficacy of your love? Hmm. Once the efficacy of a vaccine has been determined, measuring its effectiveness is critical to ensuring uptake of the vaccine and to understand how to develop better vaccines. We all heard about COVID and Pfizer and J&J and Moderna and all of the vaccines and the booster shots and what they're going to do. God's love is more than a vaccine. The efficacy of God's love is 100% at all times. And it works with the chemistry of the body. It doesn't have to be adjusted to anybody else because God has already done so. Did you understand what I'm saying? Is that when God gives you love, God monitors that love and gives you the right efficacy so that you can be like him. And without God, there is no love. Without God, we are empty in our giving. And sometimes we walk around like we are in darkness. It's because the love of God has not been activated in our hearts. And it's because we see what we want to see and we ignore what we want to ignore. And so what Jesus was doing in his parable, Deacon Jays, he's saying, you need to take a closer look at your behavior. Because there have been times when you walked right past me and did nothing at all. There were times when you sat next to me and I was in deep pain and distress, but you were so caught up in yourself, you didn't see me at all. There are times that you were in your new car and you were driving by, but you were so busy to get to your next stop, you never realized that I was standing there hungry and deprived, looking for a word of God from anybody who would come by. And so Jesus is teaching in this parable, and you know what a parable is. They say, what, earthly story with a heavenly meaning? Jesus makes it plain. Because Jesus said here is that there is going to be a final judgment. And I want you to know that everybody is going to be judged. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad you won't be judged for me, and I won't be judged for you. But Jesus is going to read the word. Jesus said, I'm coming back. But I'm coming back with all of my angels. And I'm going to show up and everybody going to know that it's me. And when I come back, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a separation. And the goats are going to be on my left and the sheep are going to be on my right. And so Jesus said, the real issue is you have to decide, are you a goat or a sheep? Do you know if you're a goat or a sheep? And what Jesus was saying is that I can look at your efficacy of your love and I can tell whether you are a goat or a sheep.
Do you care about God's people? Do you care about God's word? Do you read God's word? Do you look for opportunities to witness for the Lord? Do you look for ways that you can be a blessing? Or are you so all caught up in yourself that God's work never has priority in your life? And Jesus is saying, what I'm going to do is that I am going to use your record to let you know whether you're on the left or on the right. I'm not going to use Minister Derek's record. I'm not going to go to Ed's. I'm not going to go to Avis. I'm not going to Brett. I'm not going to Miss Lily. I'm going to look at your record. I'm going to call your name. And I'm going to say, based on your service at 1528 Davis Drive, based at your service over at Chatham Forest, and based on the things you did for the women in prison and the men in prison, I'm going to put you on my right. But based on what you have not done, you see what Jesus is saying is there's a record. This is all being recorded in glory. You know God is doing that, right? What's your excuse? What's your excuse? What's her name? <laughs> What's his name? What, 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 what organization is it is that you're so busy with that you have no time for God's work? How many times is it that you make excuses to neglect God, but then you want God to move you to the front of the line every time you have a crisis? You have no time on your agenda for God, but when your stuff gets raggedy, the church is supposed to stop everything and come to your defense. How do you come to the church and ask the church to bless you when you have not blessed the church? How do you say, come and do these things for me when there is, you see, the church is in a reciprocal relationship. And we are here because we serve God, and this is the house of the Lord. But many of us, they have an abusive attitude even about the church. I have, pray me up. I got surgery coming. Well, pray me up. I got some people coming. Pray me up. My family is crazy. Pray me up. I'm about to lose my job. Pray me up. I need some help. Money, money, money. And Jesus keeps the record. So Ike Turner was not the only one who was abusive. There's some Ike Turners in here right now. There's some Ike Turners all over the world. There's some Ike Turners who are preaching right now. There are some Ike Turners in every congregation who say they love you, but there is no evidence of the love. They say you love me, but I don't ever see it. You say you love me, but I don't ever feel it. You say you love me, but it never shows. Oh, yeah, there's some Ike Turners in here. Oh, yeah, we tell the truth. We are abusive in the name of Jesus. I turn him. But one day, Anna May got strong. One day. One day, Anna May was in the dressing room. And she was walking around looking at herself, Miss Lily, and she said, I don't look too bad. I, I thought I, I, I kept me thinking that I was nothing at all. 
Oh, but Anna Mae looked at herself, and you know she had some pretty legs, not like mine, but she had some pretty legs. And she could move. If you watched her body move, I can't do all of this. The Lord know I have no rhythm. But Anna Mae realized, I don't need you to feel love because I love myself. And whenever we learn to love ourselves as God loves us, we will exit out of prison and we will be happy. I don't care who doesn't love me. I love myself. I know God loves me. I say it every day. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, God, for creating me. Thank you, God, for... Oh, I wish I had a witness. Have you ever... Met a Ike Turner? Mm-hmm. That was some in my family. I'm not calling the names because some of them watch it. Mm-hmm. There's some Ike Turners in every family, yeah. And there's some Tina Turners in every family who finally escape and realize that having nothing without you is better than being with you, having on a little bit that I don't even want anymore. So that when when the Lord comes and your freedom comes, you begin to talk back to the enemy. Because when the Lord shows up and gives you that agape love, you have a supernatural strength to speak up for yourself. How many women and men? Men are abused too, you know. Yeah, there are ways that women, they might not all have all the strength, but they have some ways of abusing men. You don't know what I'm talking about because your wife over there, but I'm saying that they're t- <laughs> abuse is a two way street, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, you, they'll abuse you. How are you going to not cook dinner? No, ever cook or provide any food? That wouldn't work in my house. Deacon, uh uh-uh, no. What's love got to do with it? Deacon Jay said, everything, everything. <laughs> love is like oxygen. A gas that your body needs to work properly. Your cells need oxygen to make energy. Your lungs absorb your blood from your, your lungs and travels to your organs and body tissues. And whenever your body is light on oxygen, You're in a critical state of human life. And whenever our bodies are vacant of God's agape love, we're in danger of death. Because fundamentally, oxygen, just how handy, it's an element of everyday life. Love is not optional. Love is not optional. Love is the only thing in our knowledge of God that will get us through this life. And what I'm trying to say to you today that if you only have one choice, but I want you to make that choice love and get to know God. Don't love people in your own strength. Give them all to God and then ask God to show you how to love them. I haven't been married for almost 45 years without learning a few things. There are times when I used to think that I could ask my husband to do something for me, and because I know he loves me, then my answer would always be yes. And I found out that sometimes he might not be in the mood for all of this that I'm asking him to do. And Reverend Leslie, I found out that I could go into my prayer closet, 
and I could talk to God and I could say, God, I want you to fix him up right now. And God, I want you to give him this message. And God, I want you to pave the way. And God, when I ask him to do this, I want you to make him excited, God, that I even had the nerve to ask him. And after I came out of my prayer closet, I realized I had the love of God in me. And I walked into that TV room and I said, hey, honey. He said, hey. And he said, what's going on? I said, just got a couple of things I need you to do for me. And then when he would jump up and say, no problem, baby. I'll get it done right now. I go, thank you, God. You see, we got to understand how God operates. Don't go around trying to get stuff done in your humanity. You get what you want by going to God and let God do the work for you. And all you got to do is show up and receive the blessing of God. And you see, if you got trouble right now, go in your prayer closet. Call on the name of Jesus. God changes everything. I'm telling you all my secrets because I'm telling you there's a difference in being happily married and being married. And what God has taught me is that if you're going to be married and be able to survive, you got to have some agape love. you got to have a prayer life. And you got to know how to find God in every situation that you're in. What's love got to do with it? I'm ready for another 45 years now because I got it all figured out. I could probably do a bestseller book now and tell all the secrets. Sandra, you know, you want Brett to do something? Don't ask him directly. Pray him up. You know what I'm saying? Ed, the bodyguard, you want Ed to do something? You don't have to ask Ed. You just go let your heavenly father know that you need to intercede on my behalf. You want Sammy to do something? Don't go over there and ask yourself. You need to send your representative for you. Don't go over there trying to look all cute and dull. You ever got real cute and all dolled up thinking because you were looking sexy that you were going to get something done and the answer was no? You can be raggedy and go in the name of Jesus and get the same result. Because that's the way the Lord operates. What's love got to do with it? Everything. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Love has to do with everything in life. And that's what Jesus is teaching us here. If you want to make it through this life, you need to understand love and how it operates. And don't think because you have errors and a physical relationship that you are having a copy love. It's different. You see, sexual encounters are not necessarily love. I taught you all of that. What I'm trying to say today, and I want you to remember that the only way you can make it through is a godly love that comes from God. And what the word says is that the Lord will give it to you. It's in the midst of our being sinners, only saved by grace, that God loves us. And in his word, God says that I love you unconditionally. And because I'm a God of faithfulness, you can count on me. So right now, I ask that we lay all of our cares on the altar and we trust Almighty God 
two, show us how to love. Let the church say amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or would like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again. And-